found my focus soon as you came into view Highlight and expose the way I think of you Now it's clear as day just what I need to do Start just give it all that you got for joining me today. This is episode two of Shoot Your Shot. I'm your host, John Keir. I'm from K Capture Photography. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook. And today's episode is going to be all about lighting. Lighting is probably one of the most key things that us guys as photographers need to know about. It's one of the most key things that we need to work alongside of. We use it to our advantage, venues, home, anywhere where we are, we have to have some source of lighting and we have to work with with different types of lighting. So basically what I'm going to do in this episode is I'm going to go through a couple of different types of lighting that we have. I'm going to go through some different scenarios that we have with different lighting. Hopefully you'll be able to pick up a couple of things on how we use lighting and how to take full advantage of it. And yeah, that's what today's episode is going to be all about. It should be able to help you kind of manipulate light and understand the real importance. And hopefully by the end of this episode, your lighting game should have changed so that's what we're hoping fingers crossed just before that happens just a quick little life update it's wedding season at the moment uh, we are sort of around mid-august is so busy at the moment i'm sure that you guys are absolutely jam-packed as well i know i am i at the beginning of this month wasn't as busy but i've had loads of last minute inquiries come through loads of last minute inquiries that have been booked and all of a sudden going from a relatively easy month to a super 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 busy month but it's a good problem to have it's a really good problem to have and i hope you guys have all got the same problem but be sure to take enough time to recover can't produce the best work if you've not recovered it just it just doesn't happen. Anyway, so let's get on to today's episode. Basically, what I've done is I've gathered a couple of different types of lighting that I could think of. If you guys can think of any more, please, please, please definitely DM me and hopefully I can kind of add to it a little bit. I'll probably make another episode or I can kind of answer any DMs or make a story or something about anything that I might have missed. But hopefully, fingers crossed, I haven't missed anything. I've caught it all. And by the end of this episode, we should be way, way, way more comfortable working with the different types of lighting that we have. So first off, the most common one is flash lighting, so speed lights. As a photographer, I'm pretty certain all of us have at the very least one speed light. If you've got two bodies, you should really have two speed lights. I tend to always carry two speed lights with me, always on any booking. It's always good to have just in case, you know, one of them stops working or the battery dies or anything can happen, uh, which hopefully, fingers crossed, you all charge your batteries beforehand. I know I do, so I'm super, super paranoid just in case it ends up dying on the day and I've got nothing to use then. But yeah, flash is probably the most common one that we have. The lighting with that 
is pretty simple depending on how you use it. If you use it on manual mode, obviously you can adjust the settings, you can adjust the output of how much light comes out. If you have it on TTL mode, it's pretty automatic. It sort of adjusts mostly itself, depending on what sort of lens you're using, whether it's wide open or not as much. So yeah, that lighting I would probably say is quite filled and makes your image, especially your subject, quite evenly lit depending on where you are. Ideally used for indoor occasions, for example, I mean, if you've got low ceilings or shallow ceilings, you should be able to use a flash no problem. I generally tend to keep mine on automatic. I do wanna move over to manual just to have a little bit more control over it, but for the time being, I have it on manual. Uh, I have it on automatic, sorry. Yeah, so I keep it on TTL mode for the time being. That ensures all my images are pretty evenly lit my subjects are pretty evenly lit depending on the lenses that I'm using. So that's one of the sources of lighting that we have. The other source of lighting that we have is somewhat similar but completely different at the same time. So that is the off-camera flash. This particular type of lighting is amazing to use. I, I fell in love with this type of lighting when I first started photography and I just, I've not fallen out of love with it since. So this basically ensures that you are able to control the, the amount of light and where the light is coming from, so the direction of light. It sounds really complicated, but it's not. It just requires you to have a little bit of knowledge of direction and the final look that you're going for. Hopefully you're using either a soft box or you're using an umbrella. If you are gonna be using off-camera flashes, mainly used for fashion shoots, fashion beauty shoots. But a lot of us photographers, especially wedding photographers like myself, we use it for couple shoots. We can use it for portrait shoots as well, especially like the bridal shoot or the groom shoot in the mornings. So this particular source of light is absolutely amazing. I, I love this particular kind of scenario of lighting. It really makes your subject pop. You can play with the shadows, you can underexpose your subject from time to time, but have them facing towards the light. So sort of their front of the face is lit up, whereas maybe towards the back end of them is a little bit darker, but you can create so many stunning, stunning images. There's so many talented photographers out there that make such beautiful lighting using off-camera flash. So yeah, that's definitely one to add to your arsenal if you don't have it. The other one is natural light, again, absolutely beautiful there's nothing that beats natural light natural light creates such a beautiful image a lot of photographers tend to use natural light indoors so for example a large window or a large door that's glass get your subject to kind of stand there maybe face towards the glass have them evenly lit up when i say natural light i normally mean when it's bright outside but it's not sunny necessarily so the clouds may be overcast a little bit but it is still very bright outside so yeah that that type of lighting is ideal so yeah that that's a beautiful source of lighting too the next one is possibly or is the absolute most difficult source of lighting to work with and that would be direct sunlight there will be so many so many of you that have had to work with this throughout this summer and i'm so sorry for that my heart pulls out for you. It's a really, really difficult to work with direct sunlight. One of the most amazing photographers that I've ever come across uh, once said to me, though, once you begin to work with direct sunlight and figure out how to work with direct sunlight, you begin separating yourself from other photographers and you start kind of 
becoming towards the top of the crop because it is really that difficult to work with sunlight. The reason why it's so difficult is because if you're working outdoors especially, it will create very, very harsh shadows across your subject's face, which can be so, so difficult to get rid of or minimize when you're editing. And on top of that, it obviously creates an overexposure look across the subject's face as well. So it's quite difficult to get just the right sort of exposure, the right ISO, the right direction in order to create an image with direct sunlight. But yeah, we're going to go through and figure out how we can work with direct sunlight as well. The final one is my favorite and it will be pretty much, I would guess, near enough every single photographer's favorite type of light to use. And again, if you've ever had the pleasure of using this light, I know, I know for a fact that you will know exactly what I'm talking about. That's golden hour. Golden hour is sunrise or sunset, maybe just before. And the type of lighting that you get there is phenomenal. The images that you can capture with golden hour is just absolutely amazing. The lighting is nice and soft. It's orangey. It's, that's why they call it golden hour. Your subject will light up beautifully and the contrast between sort of the shadows and the light is just stunning. You can see the clouds more clearly, creates a wave of colors where it's just magical. So if you've never shot at sunrise or sunset, I definitely recommend this weekend, sort out a shoot, do a collaboration or something, do it outside, get yourself a model and just shoot. And I promise you, if you've never worked with a golden hour before, I promise you, you will absolutely fall in love with it. So before we start going through sort of the details of each of those, let's sort of figure out why it creates an image and how they will light up your image. So we have obviously the flashlight, like I explained before. I mean, it will light up your image quite evenly, but there are times where it can look quite bland and quite boring. Off-camera flash, on the other hand, as I say, you can direct and you can control the type of lighting that you have a lot better. Your source of lighting may be a speed light or it might be a Godox AD200 or AD400, AD600. There's so many options out there but if you put that into a soft box the lighting will come out a lot softer onto your subject and depending on where you want to light the subject from it will also create a certain amount of shadows depending on your camera settings. If you want them to be really really underexposed you'll find that if you shoot from one angle of the face the other angle of the face will be quite dark and that's something to kind of think about and that's something that you can put into your arsenal and consider when you're creating an image. My personal way of playing around with this is always moving the light around a little bit just to figure out where it's best to be placed. I have a pre-idea in my head of what I want and once I have that I'll set up the light, I'll place the image of where I feel as though the subject is going to be lit from and I'll take a shot. I'll start off with a test shot and I'll always tell the client look I'm just going to take a couple of test shots just get my settings right and we'll take it from there and the clients are always always more than happy to work with you on that so yeah definitely try that out don't be afraid to move the light around a little bit no one minds at the end of it all you will have beautiful images and more importantly your client is going to have stunning stunning images and that's what they want so do what you need to do moving on to natural light natural light is a really interesting one natural light if you have to work outdoors with it it's perfect to do as well because what happens is the the clouds work as a massive softbox so it softens out the light as opposed to direct sunlight where it's very very harsh so once the lighting is softened down you can kind of direct 
your subject and again you can begin underexposing slightly but one of the key things to note on this particular type of lighting is that it doesn't matter that the clouds are out nothing is that evenly lit in this particular scenario because even though the clouds are overcast it's still a case of the sun is still behind the clouds so wherever the sun is that's where it's going to be most lit so be wary of that and be mindful of that when you're posing your clients or where which direction you're going to have them facing because one side you know, will always be more brighter than the other because the sun is still behind the clouds and that particular side will be more lit direct sunlight is really difficult to work with but it can be really really interesting as well if you go through my profile you'll see that when i whenever i have to work with direct sunlight and i'm outside my go-to is to straight away find some trees the good thing about that is one they provide a contrast between light and shadows mostly they will be shadows but if you find little pockets of light if you get your clients to stand in those pockets and look up pockets of light will hit them from certain places and it'll light them up and it creates really really interesting types of photos and because they're only pockets the shadows really don't matter that much because the harsh shadows will be over them anyway because of obviously the tree so that's how i tend to work with direct sunlight there are other options as well you can work from backlit as well so what that basically means is if you have direct sunlight hitting your clients head on turn them around and shoot from maybe just the side maybe 45 angles to the side of where the direct sunlight is coming from and I promise you the results of that are stunning expose your client correctly make sure your ISO is where it needs to be just to make sure you can see your client and because they'll be lit from the back from direct sunlight too it creates beautiful images I will be creating a reel or by the time you guys hear this I might have already created a reel where I show you how to edit when you have your subject in direct sunlight and again it's not too hard to do either which is the amazing thing about direct sunlight but it is very tricky and it takes a lot of practice so definitely definitely grab your camera go out shoot in direct light and I promise you it will help you build and become a better photographer okay let's move on to golden hour the favorite for every photographer so golden hour will be like I said either sunset or sunrise now when you shoot at golden hour I always recommend kind of get to where you need to be an hour before because once the sun begins to set or begins to rise it happens very very quickly within sort of 10 minutes you might have missed it. So there's a key moment where everything just turns beautifully golden. Now, there's so many options when you have this particular scenario in front of you. You can shoot while your subjects are backlit. You can shoot while your subjects are facing the light and they'll be beautifully lit. You'll be able to play with the shadows. Again, underexposing, overexposing. I've even taken shots where I've shot through my subject and just kind of captured the sun as it's setting. So a lot of, a lot of images and a lot of options with this particular type of lighting and it's definitely worth getting there early setting up being ready for it and once you get shooting you'll see for yourself how many different options that you have to work with so i think that's about it that's the type of lighting that i work with that's the type of lighting that i've worked with previously and it's really interesting and i would love to hear and see some of the work that you guys do in the different type of lighting scenarios we've come to the end of this episode thank you so much 
much for joining me. I really, really, really appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully this episode's helped you in some way. And if it has, I would love for you guys to rate me five stars on Apple Podcasts. Maybe check out my work if you don't already on my Instagram and Facebook. It's k.capture. And otherwise, I look forward to speaking to you guys again soon on the next episode. Take care, guys. Found my focus soon as you came into view Highlight and expose the way I think of you Now it's clear as dangerous what I need to do Don't ever start